Hundreds of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and you are tuning in to Therapy in a Nutshell here on KCNR Radio, 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, Your Talk Radio. This is Dr. Patty, and today we're going to be talking about social isolation. Is it bringing out the best or the worst in you, your relationships, and your family? So... Uh, before we start, I want to give a special shout out to two people who are listening all the way from Portsmouth, Ohio. I want to send my love to Norm and Faye McGinnis. Hey, love you guys both very much. Uh, they're a couple that are social isolating and just kicking it. They're doing a good job. And I wanted to let them know that they are deeply loved and thought about. So... Norman Fay, hi. I'm glad you're tuning in. Anyone else, we're live this morning. If you want to call, call in, you can talk to my producer, Jared. Uh, you can call area code 530-605-4567. You can make a comment or you can ask a question. Uh, you don't have to be on the air live if you don't want to. Jared will pass on the question to me. So let's talk about social isolation. What I'm seeing in my clients that I've been doing phone and Skype and video and chat and all that stuff with, is that some are really kicking it and doing a good job. Some are really struggling. And what I've noticed is it brings out the best and the worst in us. And what I'd like everybody to do is start to be mindful of that. When you're really unconscious about how you are behaving, you tend to just act and react. You're not being thoughtful, you're not planning, you're just kind of zooming along and existing. And for many, that's not working very well. So the object of this show is to make you stop and try to be mindful of how you are behaving. One of the things I teach people in therapy a lot is it is not our intention or want to, or I wish we were, or we know we should be, or this is what I'd like to do that counts. What matters is your actual behavior. So I don't care if you're thinking, I want to eat healthy, I want to get my house organized, I want to get out and exercise, I want to get sleep on time and get up at a reasonable time. It doesn't matter if you're saying all that. What are you actually doing? Okay? Let's create some consciousness about ourselves and how we are handling our lives right now. It doesn't matter what we used to do. We are totally thrown out of our schedules, our routines, and we are now in close proximity with the people we love the most and the people we have the most conflict with. And it is a wonderful opportunity to be a call to consciousness and create some positive change in your personal life, in your relationship, and in your family. This whole self-quarantine, social isolation, try to be safe so that we don't spread this COVID-19 virus is responsible 
and difficult all at the same time. So in this show today, what we're going to do is kind of break it down into how are you behaving and feeling and wanting to do for your personal self, for you as an individual. Then I want to go to how is this affecting your relationship. Now, it might be somebody who actually lives there in the house with you. It might be just a spouse or a partner. It might be your entire family. Okay? So how is it affecting your relationship with others? And then we're going to look at how is this affecting your family time? Now, is that family time right there in the same house? Or is it staying connected to your family that you don't get to see or you can't be in physical proximity with. So we're going to break this down. We're going to see how you're doing. We're going to offer, I'm going to offer you some coping skills. And my goal is to increase your awareness for this to be an opportunity and a gift to be your call to consciousness to raise your awareness and help you do a better job. All right. So the idea that behavior speaks way louder than intention is important. So I want you to stop for a moment and think, how many times have you said or have those around you said, I'm going to use this time to fill in the blank? What is it? What have you intended to do? Now I want you to set that aside. What is your actual behavior? Now let me give you an example. Something that I have been hearing from people a lot is, you know, I've been wanting to eat healthier and exercise, yet their behavior is not showing that. So what's your behavior showing regarding your intention for your healthy eating, and what is your intention for your exercise? Now, what is your actual behavior looking like? If your behavior isn't there... Why not? Okay. So we have to recognize that the opportunity of social isolation here is that we are prohibited from being out there in the world to try to change it. So the gift is that we are challenged to change ourselves. We are challenged to augment our relationships and our families. But we've got to take a look at the behavior. So... In this moment, I want you to think of three things that you as an individual are doing well. When I look at myself, I'm saying, okay, something I'm doing well is I'm using my time pretty wisely to try and get some things done that I haven't had time for. Getting my garage organized and cleaned out. Um, Getting my home office straightened up and everything gone through. Uh, playing more music that I haven't had as much time to do. So those are three things that I think I am doing well. And if I look at three things that I wish I was doing better, I could tell you I wish I was getting on the treadmill more. I wish I was not thinking of snacking when I get bored. That would be a good thing to not do. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else I should not do. Um, I should not stay in the house so much. I should make myself get out and walk around outside more. 
So there's three things. They're pretty simple. They're pretty easy. Okay? So let's look at what is your behavior actually looking like. And this is the call to consciousness. You have to really stop and look at it. There's a really cool video that I posted on my Facebook, and it's a video that says, Is the Quarantine Driving You Nuts? And it's a, a really cool little video about when you're wasting away, when you're confused, when you don't know what you're doing, when you're bored, just get up and make your bed. And it's a really profound little thing. My eldest daughter was in the Navy, and she said in the Navy, they really honed that into our head. The first thing we had to do when our feet hit the floor before we did anything else was make our rack. If we didn't make our rack perfectly, we were in huge trouble. So ever since then, it's her behavior to get up and make her bed. And she said she feels really off if she doesn't. So... You can do that for yourself. Can you get up in the morning, make your feet hit the floor, make your bed, and watch what happens in your life? It's a very cool beginning to your day. All right. So let's go back to behavior version. Every time I'm talking to a client or a couple or a family in therapy, I am constantly looking for what are they actually doing. So this first call to consciousness for you is what are your intentions and what do your behaviors actually look like? So we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to focus on you as an individual and those intentions and those behaviors. So we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, Dr. Patty, and you're listening to the incredibly beautiful Native American flute music of Randy McGinnis. I'm so grateful that he allows me to use his music on his show. It's peaceful, it's calming, it's beautiful. He's an award-winning Native American flutist. He plays all over the world, and it's just incredible. So you can go to his website, randymcginnis.com or iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, um, Pandora, all over the place. You can listen to his six CDs and just get some peace and some calm and some healing during these turbulent times. So thank you, Randy McGinnis. I appreciate it. All right. We are talking about social isolation. Is it bringing out the best or the worst in you? This section we're going to look at you as an individual. We'll get into your relationship and we'll get into your family in a little bit. But this first call to consciousness for you as an individual is I want you to look at your intentions versus your actual behavior. Okay? So anytime we're talking about that, those are the two things I want you to look at. And the categories I want you to explore are going to be very they just I clear, all right? So get out a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to write these down with me. The first category I want you to look at is your food, your diet, your eating, okay? What is your intention for your eating? 
I think most of us have intentions to eat pretty healthy, to eat the way we know we should, what we've read about, what we've learned. Um, I very seldom see people who are totally ignorant about how they should be or shouldn't be eating. Uh, Now, in your eating, I want you to think of the quantity of what you're eating, and I want you to think of the quality of what you're eating. And in your category eating, on your piece of paper, I want you to have a column for intention, and I want you to have a column for your actual behavior. Okay? So let's say your intention is to eat clean. That's what I call it in my head. Clean means there aren't a lot of heavy fat sauces. Um, You're doing things that are pretty much steamed and, you know, high quality proteins and fruits and vegetables, and, and you're eating kind of clean. And I'm not saying everybody has to be perfect, but let's say your intention is to eat clean. Now, tell me what your actual behavior looks like, okay? And it might be that you have a grilled chicken breast and steamed veggies for dinner, and then you have four bowls of ice cream, and you have, you know, a couple of beers, and you sit on the couch, and you get bored, and you pick up the chips, and you snack on those. So what does your behavior actually look like? And how does that match your intention? Now, I'm not saying any of us have to be perfect. I'm saying we need to know the difference between intention and behavior. Okay, so eating is one category for you to look at. The next one I want you to look at is sleeping. What is your intention for sleeping? Are you staying up half the night, getting your days and nights mixed up? Are you sitting on social media or just farting around on the computer wasting time? Are you spending hours watching YouTube videos? Are you binging on Netflix? What are you doing electronic-wise? What is your intention of what you want to do with your sleeping? Are your electronics interfering with that? Are you getting your days and nights mixed up? Are you doing a big sugar load just before you go to bed or getting a caffeine load before you go to bed? Are you drinking too much? What are you doing that's affecting your sleep? What is the quality of your sleep? How much sleep are you getting? Are you getting your days and nights mixed up? This is where your sleep hygiene is really, really important. And one of the most important things for sleep hygiene is a normal routine that keeps you functioning on a day and night basis. The other thing we don't want with our sleeping is to get our days and nights all mixed up. And then when this quarantine is lifted and we're going back to work, we don't want to have the equivalent of jet lag where you're forcing yourself to get up at 5 or 6 to get ready for work and you're just like totally backwards. That's not going to be good for you emotionally or physically. So I want you to take a look at what are your intentions about sleeping and what is your behavior actually looking like. All right, the next category that I want you to look at is exercise. And I'm not talking about, you know, mega getting into working out. I'm asking you how much are you actually moving? How much are you getting your butt off the couch or out of bed or walking outside or doing some things that you actually enjoy that get you moving? What a wonderful time to take some walks, to actually get on your treadmill that's there that you've been hanging clothes on instead of getting on. What is your intention for your movement and your exercise? The vast majority of people I know are not 
addicted to exercising. I do know some that are addicted, but not everybody is. So what is your intention for moving more and instilling some healthy habits? Now, what does your behavior really look like? You keep saying, I'm getting up in the morning, I'm going out for a walk. And before you know it, you've spent two hours staring at your Facebook and messing around on the computer. What is your intention and what is your actual behavior? Okay. Now, the next thing I want you to look at is your routine. What is your routine like when you're working? And this is a really hard thing. Many people are forced into a routine because they have to basically punch a clock. In my private practice, I see people who are self-starters. They don't need to punch a clock to get busy and get working. Many of them already work from home or they own their own businesses. They're pretty focused. They don't need somebody micromanaging them and saying punch a clock. And then there are people that if they don't punch a clock, they don't get moving. What is your personality like? Are you a self-starter? Do you need somebody to hold you accountable to basically have you punch a clock? What does your job look like? Have you been a clock puncher all your life or have you been a self-starter? The issue with this quarantine is nobody's making you punch a clock unless you're kind of checking in online at work or something like that. You have to do this for yourself. So this is a blessing and a curse. This is a wonderful opportunity for you to make yourself look at this personal responsibility level. What is your routine? What was it when you're working? What is it now that you're social isolating and you're at home? Who's holding you accountable? Is anyone out there making sure you get your work hours in and you're online at the time you said you would or you're sitting around staring at Netflix 14 hours a day? Are you a self-starter? Are you not? That is your call to consciousness, okay? What is your routine when you're working? What is your routine now? And what's really interesting is what is the routine that you want? What would you like your routine to look like? That is your intention. And by the end of the show, I'm going to talk to you about how do we make our intention our actual behavior because that's where the real healing is. That's where the real call to consciousness is. And that's the gift of this opportunity of social isolating. Okay, so routine. That's a big thing. Now, the next, the last thing I want you to look at on a personal level is what is your organization, your organizational skills, your organization in all these things, in your eating, in your sleeping, in your exercise, in your routine? Is it chaotic? Is it waiting for somebody else to get you organized? Is it you finally saying, I'm going to step up and I'm going to do this? And let's go back to that one little behavior that can make you so much better. Get up, make your bed. And it's not just for the act of making your bed. It's for the idea that you get up and you do something organized and productive and routine. When your bed is made and you look around the rest of your bedroom, you kind of want to hang up your clothes and that wet towel you threw on the floor doesn't really fit with a made-up bed and your shoes sitting in a pile. Get, you get, start to get all that organized. So what is your organization? What is your intention for your organizational skills, your organization of your space, 
your clothes, your house, your pantry, your refrigerator. When was the last time you cleaned your refrigerator? Stop and take a look at your organizational intentions, okay, intentions. And so what does your behavior look like? With your organizational stuff, you might intend to have all these great things about, I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to get that done, and I'm going to clean out a closet, and I'm going to organize this and organize that. Okay, but what does your actual behavior look like in terms of your organizational skills? We're going to go to break in a minute, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how is your isolation bringing out the best and the worst in your relationship. But just a quick review on organization of your personal self. What is your eating, your sleeping, your exercise, your routine, and your organizational skills or organizational needs? What are your intentions on each of those categories? And what are you actually doing? All right? That's our first step in fixing whether you're utilizing social isolation to bring out the best in yourself or the worst in yourself. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your relationship, so don't go away. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. Makes me smile listening to Randy McGinnis's music. I've actually had some listeners. The, the show is up to 14,500 listeners. I just love that. But I've had listeners email me and tell me how much they've enjoyed Randy's music and how they've been getting it online and buying it. And it's just created some peace for them. And I, I love that, that this show is helping people in a lot of different ways. If you do want to email me and let me know how it's helping you or shows that you would like to see happen to help you, you can go to my website, patriciabay.com, and you can click on Email Dr. Patty and give me feedback. Tell me what's working, what you'd like to see, and constructive feedback would be great. I'm, I'm always open to that. Okay, so we are talking about social isolation, bringing out the best or the worst in you. Now I want to talk about relationships. This is not your family. This is about you and your significant other. Uh, now, here's the issue. Is your significant other in the house with you? Or is your significant, off with, off, significant other living somewhere else? Or, as some of my clients are struggling with, their significant other and they've broken up recently. Some just before all this hit, some while this is hitting. But it has definitely put a strain on relationships. You have to remember that any change in routine any change in financial stability will create stress. So if your relationship was already under stress, this has not helped it. If your relationship was basically teetering on the edge of something difficult, my guess is some of you have fallen off that edge. And that is not unusual, and it doesn't mean that something's really wrong with you guys. It means that you are under stress. So let's take a look at your relationship, whether it's struggling and having a difficult time or if you're trying to keep it from going in that direction. And you might be doing this virtually with your relationship or you might be in the same house. So a really important thing for you to look at, again, is your intention versus your actual behavior. How is the equality 
in your relationship. And again, you're going to make a list. Have your piece of paper and your pen out here. How is the equality in your relationship? Do you feel feel that both of you are participating in chores and going out and being exposed to the virus, like trying to go to the store? Um, are you trying to be equal in what you're doing and what you're trying to do to survive this? So how's the equality? I did a podcast on the home supervisor. You can go to the podcast either on iTunes, Spotify, any place they play podcasts, and type in Dr. Patricia Bay, Therapy in a Nutshell. And you can look down the list. One of them is on the home supervisor. And that's about who's in charge and how equal is are things divided in your home. Because those create huge issues between couples. All right. The other thing that this is a call to consciousness on is your teamwork in your relationship. Okay. The equality, the partnership. How is that working for you, the home supervisor? How is it working with your time and your attention? Are you finding yourself staring at your partner who's staring at his or her phone? Are you wishing they would get off Facebook? Are you wishing that they would actually get dressed and maybe take a shower and shave? Are they gross? That's what I'm asking you. Is your partner gross? Are are they kicking in and trying? We get very complacent. We begin to take our partners for granted and assume that they're just going to love us always for who we are, which unconditional love is not something to be scoffed at. We do like that. But we also don't want to push the envelope of becoming disgusting. (laughs) Think about that. When was the last time you took a shower? Have you shaved your legs? When was the last time you shaved or trimmed your beard up? Uh, Realize you can't go get a haircut necessarily. Do not cut your own bangs. Okay. (laughs) It's okay if your gray is starting to show. It's okay if your hairline, you know, your roots are coming out. Big deal. But how are you doing with how you're presenting in your relationship? All right. So, These are the things we want to look at. What are our intentions of how we're treating our relationship? And what does our actual behavior look like? One of the things a couple that I see and I've been talking to on the telephone as clients, and we've been doing a little group call, and it's been working out well, but they started playing board games. And they had to set their intention for both of them to get off their phone, to stop sitting on their butt watching Netflix, And they've been trying to do a couple things. They've been getting out and walking more, which they haven't really had time to do. They're both pretty busy professionals, both working from home now. But they also have been saying, let's shut off electronics. Let's do this differently. And they've started playing some board games. And they're laughing and talking and having a really good time doing it. So they're creating a new behavior that makes them talk and interact and joke around and focus on something other than electronics, other than TV, and gets them sitting at the table doing something different. And that's really helping their relationship. They haven't played board games in years. In fact, their kids are growing out of the house, and they have... They used to play board games, I think it was at their cabin or when they'd go on vacation. And they hadn't done it in a long time. So they've broken out some of those old ones and are having a great time. And it's fun for them. So, again, what is your intention 
for your time together, intention for your relationship, and what are you actually doing? I mean, people joke around and said there's going to be a whole bunch of COVID-19 babies in about 10 months because people have so much time. How's that working for you? What's your sex life looking like? What's your intimacy? How much attention are you paying to each other? All right, so intention versus behavior. This works for relationships too. Now, the the last one I want to talk about with your relationship that's really important is your communication. Communication is the key to relationships. Every couple I've ever seen in my office over 34 years, and I do a lot of relationship counseling, one of the first things I'm looking at is how do they talk to each other? One of the most important things I'm looking at is how do they listen to each other? Do they hear what the other one's saying? Do they slow down enough to give each other feedback and echo and say, okay, I hear you that you're angry. I hear you're frustrated because I, uh, I won't clean out the refrigerator and I've told you I would and I intend to, but I never do. I want to know if they talk to each other and if they listen to each other. There's some very basic skills for communication, and there are some very basic skills for conflict resolution, and some very basic skills for fair fighting. These are three shows that are on my podcast. Go to Dr. Patricia Bay, Therapy in a Nutshell, on any podcast form and look down the list of shows. There's about 60 shows on there now. One of them is called Communication Basics. Another one is called Conflict Resolution, and another one called Fair Fighting. There's also the Home Supervisor Show. All of these subjects deal with what I'm talking about right here. So what if your intention during this social isolation was that you were going to actually work on your relationship and come out of this quarantine stuff with a stronger, healthier relationship? Okay, now let's take that past intention and into behavior. What if you didn't just say that, but you actually did it? Are you the one who grudgingly goes to therapy or grudgingly reads a book, sort of, you read one chapter and say, I did it? Or are you the part of the couple who says, come on, let's do this? What I'm looking for is couples together to say, come on, let's do this. It's different. It's new. I'm not used to listening to podcasts. Uh, I don't follow through in reading books, even though I say I will. What is your intention and what does your actual behavior look like? And here's the really important thing with relationships. This is where trust lies. When your intention matches your behavior, you create trust in the relationship. If your intention is to read the book or do this chore or make a list of things you're going to do and following through, if your intention is to be more present, more productive, more proactive in the relationship, but your behavior says, yeah, nah, maybe, or I said I would, but I didn't, those are the things that harm trust in a relationship. For all of us, whether it's our work relationship, our kids, our our partner relationship, our friends, our family, when our behavior matches our words, we create trust. Now, the flip side of that is when your behavior does not match your words, you piss people off. 
You got that? It's kind of that simple. When your behavior does not match your words, you make people mad because they feel that they cannot trust you. Your word does not become your bond. It does not become your actions. And they don't believe you'll follow through. That creates a whole lot of miscommunication and a whole lot of adversity. And it makes a person be responsible for you. So the issue for you from a self perspective is does your behavior match your words? From a relationship perspective, do you say what you're going to do? Do you make promises? And does your behavior match your words? So let's go back to setting your intentions for a better relationship by the time you come out of this social isolation. Or are you going to get a divorce? You're going to split up. You're going to screw this up because you're not bringing your best self to the table. And I don't mean to make you scared, but i got to tell you, it's going to be important. By the end of this isolation, we are going to see which relationships survive, and we're going to see which relationships fall apart. And it will be based on who you are as an individual and what person you bring into your relationship. How much does your intention match your behavior? Okay, I hope you're following me here. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how does all this work with your family. Okay? All right, we're going to go to break. Be back in a minute. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patty, and we are talking about social isolation. Is it bringing out the best or the worst in you? All right. We've talked about how it affects you as an individual. We talked about how does it affect your relationship, whether you're socially isolated with your partner or your partner's elsewhere. How is it affecting your relationship, and what part of you are you bringing to that? Now, let's talk about how this social isolation is affecting families. One of the first things is schools are canceled. So kids are home, and that has been a huge stress on people. One of the main reasons is that families are out of their routine. In fact, the families that I hear that are doing the best with the family isolation is they're trying to establish some sort of routine again. Uh, They're not letting the kids sleep till noon. They're not letting them sit up all night on social media. Uh, They're restricting electronic time. They're making projects and not, you know, getting out of the house and trying to make it. So there's some kind of semblance of good stuff and organization and not isolating and getting moving. But that's not every family. Some people are really good at that kind of thing, and they can be the drill sergeant and the social organizer and the motivator and the come on, let's go, happy person. And some people are just crumbling with the lack of routine. The kids don't have to get up to go to school. The parents don't really want to be teachers and aren't doing it. Uh, Having trouble making the kids focus on any kind of online stuff that the teachers are offering from their school. And they're just kind of free-floating and struggling. When I see that happening, when I'm hearing about that from clients, 
it's because they're not self-regulating in themselves and then they're having trouble regulating their family. So what is your intention for your family? Do you just think you're on a massive vacation and everybody's going to sleep late and you're going to scream and yell at your kids to do their chores and to stop fighting and to get out of each other's space and to get off social media? What does your behavior look like? And what are your intentions? So the teamwork, the organization, the routine of your family are the behaviors that we're looking at. But first off, I want you to look at your intention. Do you find yourself thinking, gosh, get everybody up, everybody sleep until 10, this is ridiculous, nobody's getting out of their jammies half the day, um, the, the kids are running around with dirty hair because I can't make them get in the shower because they don't care and I don't really care either. Do you look like that or do you look like there's some intention and organization to your family? So back to the main concept of this show, what is intention versus behavior? So I have a suggestion for you, for your family to change how this is happening. You're going to sit down and have a family meeting, and you're going to look at what has our routine been? And Dr. Patty talks about what is our intention for our family routine, and what have we actually been doing? You will be surprised if you get your kids involved in making the plan to do this better and to do it differently. The kids come up with some great suggestions, and you can honor some of those, or you can tweak them a little bit to make them really good. Like, let's say it's been a stress for your family to get everybody up at 6 and out the door to get to school on time. Can you take advantage of that not being as stressful now? Yes. Can you say, okay, we're, all, we're going to set the alarms for 8 o'clock. We're going to hit the floor. We're going to make our beds. It's the first thing we're going to do. We're going to work together to create breakfast and... Uh, you have a little bit of electronic social media time to check in with your friends and whatever, and then electronics go off. Then we're going to do something cool. Like, What if you made a plan with your family, and you all decided on it, and you all wrote it down, and kind of made a routine that everybody's excited about? And where we can take advantage of the rest offered in social isolation is it doesn't have to be a cram-packed schedule. You don't have to program every single minute. What if you program a half hour of a walk outside or going outside to kick the ball around in the backyard, something physical moving? But then there's a half an hour of no program time or do what you want, or and then we meet back again to do this. Sit down with your family and ask what the intention is of everybody. Because one of the things I'm hearing from my clients is days and nights are getting mixed up. Kids are not coming out of their room till noon. There's a lot of fighting going on, getting in each other's space, um, parents ragging and demanding their kids' help and the kids not really wanting to, uh, dishes sitting in the sink, um, and it's deteriorating. And as everybody's behavior deteriorates, the family structure and the fighting and all of that increases. So this is your call to consciousness for your family. Stop. Take a look at how your behavior has been. Because I don't care what your intentions are at the moment. I care what your behavior says. Does it say organization, positive attitude, creating some fun stuff, going back to family time like board games and cool stuff that is positive, sitting around a little campfire outside at night, 
done socially appropriate so you don't start fires, especially in California. <laughs> but doing something that are the things you've enjoyed from your family vacations and from when you have had downtime. Does it look like that? Or do you look chaotic and angry and disorganized and a lot of fighting and a lot of harsh words and just chaos? So first off, what does your behavior look like? Then put that aside for a minute and say, how would you like that to look? And that's where we set our intentions from. And the experience I have in my office a lot is that there's one home supervisor. There's the mom or the dad who's the cheerleader going, yeah, come on, let's all get up and go for a walk. And everybody else goes, yeah, yeah, right, whatever. Uh, Come on, let's cook, make tacos together. And everybody's like, yeah, fine, I don't care. I'm just going to eat leftovers. There's the naysayers and there's the cheerleaders and there's the social organizer. It's usually the home supervisor who's trying hard to get everybody motivated and going. Which one are you? Are you the naysayer? Are you the buzz killer? Are you the one who says, yeah, come on, we can do this? What are your intentions? What does your behavior look like? If you don't pull together and do this as a family, then you are putting the burden on the one person who's listening to the show, who's trying to make it different, and who is dragging the rest of the family along like a bunch of anchors in the water. So are you an anchor? Or are you part of the motor on the boat? One of the things that would be really cool is if you sat down with the family at the table, everybody got out a piece of paper and a pen, and you listened to this show together. Have everybody look at themselves and how they're handling this. Look at their relationship and how they're handling it. Your kids can look at their sibling relationship. Because siblings start to fight when routines get screwed up, when they get messed with their time and attention and they're told how to do things and you automatically get blowback that says, I, you can't make me do it. This is where families get into trouble. If they do this as a team, then you're going to have better buy-in. Now, the the hardest part that I hear is the person who's the motivator says, come on, let's all sit down and listen to this podcast. It'll be really good for us. And they're like, oh, my God, Mom's making us do this again. Or, oh, I don't want to. This is stupid. Oh, God. That's the stuff I hear in my office. And how do you get by that? So you, maybe what you say to them is, we're doing this. We're sitting down. We're doing this, we're listening, and let's all work on our family. Let's use this time to come out of social isolation closer as a family, better in our relationships within this family, and better people ourselves. So in summary, if we want to come out of this COVID-19 social isolation in a better place than we went into isolation, we have to take a good hard look at ourselves as individuals, at our relationship, and at our family life. We need to check on what are our intentions and do our intentions match our behaviors. If we really are aware and we use this as a call to consciousness, we can come out of this in a better place than when we went in. So don't give up. Know that we can do this. We're all strong. And utilize the time to really improve on yourself. This is Dr. Patty, and I'm just trying to heal the world 
one hour at a time.